This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Talking Cowboys. Of course, joined today by my lovely co-host, and we will be talking, obviously, about Ezekiel Elliott, of course, and what you need to know from all of that, because it is very confusing. We'll also be getting into a little bit of Coach Garrett's response expected people to play this weekend as what we saw out at practice just the little portion we saw and then getting into of course Cowboys offense first Giants defense now with the puzzle piece of Ezekiel Elliott back in play so how's everyone doing today doing well ready to roll let's go ready to roll ready to break beginning down of the season let's get some energy in here ready to break down an opponent energy. how's everybody doing whoa we're doing good good All real right. good all right coach is that, is that what you said today when Coach Garrett went up to the podium? I said really well. Really well. Yeah. Well, of course, the NFL <laughs> arbitrator, Harold Henderson, has upheld the six-game suspension for Ezekiel Elliott. There was a lot of, you know, speculation about when that decision was going to come down, did last night. And what they also did, which a lot of people weren't too surprised about, especially I know Dave Hellman had mentioned this was a possibility. You did as well, Brian. They did allow him to be eligible to play this week, and it's because of the timing when Henderson's decision came down during a game week. I think that's fair, saying the competitive advantage that he will have now. Mm-hmm. And now the hearing for his injunction was yesterday, but the ruling isn't expected until at least 5 p.m. by Friday. I know, Rob, you've mentioned could be a little bit earlier than that. But if he is granted this injunction, his six-game suspension could be held off or what we would kind of see it would be going out through the season. So, Brian, you know, I asked you a little bit before the show of something that you would like to discuss, and you said the question that I'd like you to ask now to our panel. Yeah, the, the question, what question did I want to ask? There's a lot of things Pain going on. now or Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the – I had two questions. I was trying to think which way we are going to go there. Yeah, I was going to ask though. Do you you just go ahead and pay now? I mean, with the with the uh, and accept it, accept it, or do you wait till next season and have to go through all this potentially again? Well, are, I'm not accepting it. Here, here's my question: Are you thinking about that question from the team's perspective or from Zeke's perspective? I'm thinking of the question from the team's perspective. What I'm really worried about is as this thing, if he continues to fight it. Then it becomes a Mickey hates this word, but it becomes a distraction later in the season if you have to take time away from practices and stuff like that, preparation for a game. Then maybe have to go appear in courts for hearings and things like that. You and I disagree on this because I think this has to be Zeke's decision. This has to be this is about his reputation, sure it his is. life, and he owes money. Yeah, his potential. You seem to be taking a hard line on this all of a sudden, Spagnol. Excuse me I just a second. You, He's I, being a little I would snippy to, right now. I would go to the mat. You didn't seem like that before. Oh, yes, I did. I said it was I, – what was option four yesterday? It was that – it was the scenario four was that it would be – It would be upheld. It would be upheld and you would go to court, right? And that's what's but happening. But you'd have the opportunity to play throughout the season. Well, it didn't bother Tom Brady. 
and he's the quarterback. Yeah, but Tom Brady ended up – it cost him four games the well, following year. so it was going to cost him four you sound very selfish. Four later. Oh, that's what I'm asking, though. Do you go ahead and you go ahead and get it out of the way now so you don't have to carry that into I, I don't, I don't 2018? Think, I don't think it's selfish to want to protect your name. I, I don't think that's selfish in any way. The team has to support you on that. If you truly claim that you're innocent in this – is he going to win this case? Well, that remains to be seen. But he'll, he'll win the injunction, but he ultimately will not win the case. And then this time next year, maybe somebody else will be sitting in my chair. Well, but but they but maybe you're going to have to a do favorable judge. Favorable judge in what way? Like in Texas? Yeah, he's going to get a favorable judge. Well, as long this as judge it, is going to grant him this injunction. Get well, and that. then after that, where's the lawsuit going to be held? Is it going to be held in New York? It, right down the street from the NFL offices where sure. those guys go to lunch with the judge? Sure. Or is it going to be held here? See, I, I think to me, to me, it's – you talk about clearing your name. I get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking about the team here, though, too. I'm thinking about the team having to deal with this going forward. Deal with it, but also if there's an injunction, it's the Brady thing. And I hate to compare the two. We're going to be doing we're gonna be, thing, the same thing is going to be talked about this year. Well, next year I, I know. Time. And it's, yeah, it's going to be it's a lot of stuff. Draft. It's going to affect multiple different things. Now, Elliot's No, it won't because you'll get that taken care of in the office. But it's the way the Brady thing. It's a window. The if there is an injunction, there is a window now for him to help this team go win a Super Bowl this year. Like you take your shot. Right? Like Tom Brady? From a, from a team perspective. Yeah, that worked out for them. Now and He was the quarterback. Yeah. So if there was going to be a distraction, the quarterback would be the most distracted. You're saying there's not going to be a distraction by this whole thing if he if he in fact gets 16 games where he can play all 16? Yeah, I because I, nothing's nothing probably will happen during the season. You don't think he'll have don't to you, do? You know, when I look at him, cloud over his I head. I think he's oblivious to everything, everything. That might be just being life. Yes. I mean, I don't think. I don't I'm not sure what say at all. I, I don't. Yeah, it's I'm hard. Not to, sure, what bothers? It's him. hard to say this doesn't affect him. We're not in his head. Well, I, I mean, this is a pretty serious matter. But right? if you watch the like, way he practices, the way he went through training camp, you didn't see any difference in him. I did. I did for sure. I really? noticed that his energy was a lot lower. That he was not as engaging Beat with the down. fans. Obviously, he was being taken off the field immediately. Last training camp, it seemed like he was out there. It was so exciting. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott. I saw him engaging with the fans after practice on the field when everybody would run on the field, all the people that got passes. He sat there and took I, pictures with them. I agree with Ted. Right after he, the suspension came down, he seemed less like animated on the field. Now, maybe eventually you kind of get back in, you get around your teammates, and, and you rally. But did he practice? Everybody's human, right? He did practice. I mean, How he often do you talk to well. him, Mickey? He how practiced well. Well, we didn't have that opportunity. But just in passing, how often? How did often you, did you talk to him? A few times. Yeah. And he was definitely a lot lower energy. Maybe he didn't want to talk to you. That's rude. Well, no, I'm so. saying he he didn't talk to anybody, but he engaged with the people after practice. He took pictures. He signed autographs. He practiced well. Does he do the locker room shenanigans that he used to do? Does he come out there and we haven't been crazy? in the locker room all that much, have we? Well, we would seen him at training camp with the players. There was no locker room. Practice. There's no locker room in in training camp for us to see anything. I just think that's really unfair to say that he's not phased by anything because I've heard him talk about personal issues before that are not needed to be shared here, and he is it, affected. It, by it's things. affecting his family because you you see what is. 
his parents are tweeting out and making comments. I mean, it, it's a drain on everybody that's close to him. So I don't know how you could say it's not affecting him. And the fact that he wants to fight this to me says, okay, this, this is affecting my his life. When I say that, I, I mean, it, I don't think it's affecting his ability to play football. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Right. We'll find out. Yeah. Sunday. All right. Well, his representatives also released a statement on the decision and said, we are extremely disappointed with Mr. Henderson's inability to navigate through league politics and follow the evidence. And most importantly, this is what got a lot of people talking, his conscious. Mr. Elliott is looking forward to having his day in federal court where the playing field will be level and the NFL will have to answer to its unfair and unjust practices. I don't think any of this is surprising because no. we talked about the appeal. We talked about the basis for the appeal is to do exactly what Henderson did. Did did the league follow their rules in the policy? Did they did they follow the process you're supposed to go through to, to hear the appeal? And and that's all he was judging. His yep. his his charge was not to judge guilty or not guilty. He, his charge was not to judge the evidence. His charge was to see if the process went the way it was supposed to, and it did. So now you go to a higher judge and say, okay, can you judge guilt and what we weren't allowed to do to prove this? But it'll still come back to the bottom line of the NFLPA gave the NFL the right to pick the commissioner to be judge and jury. Article 46. Article 46, where yeah. it's, this is collectively this is, bargained. This so, is why they're going the to lose. So if, if, if a judge that hears this doesn't look at it that way, he's going to look at it black and white, then, yeah, they ain't got a chance. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Do you, do you go ahead and, and you're right, though. He, he's going to try and clear his name, and he should. Mm-hmm. But if, if you think about it from a team aspect, that's why I asked. Better to pay now or pay later? Well, it worked out for well, the Patriots, didn't it? I, I, and I, Is this team the Patriots, though? Well, I, I didn't think say. A, I didn't you say. Just did. You, I didn't say you did. from a. You just did. Not from an athletic ability. It didn't it bother worked out them for the Patriots. during the season, did it? I, no, it, it, I think there was a lot of distractions with which quarterbacks were going to be playing. Sure it did. What teams, you know, they were going to be facing those first four games. And then what did they do? They have a great coach and a great Well, you don't team. know. You don't know. They have a running back why by committee. Why is your answer you always don't know? I'm just curious. I'm saying you don't know. No, I'm just curious why your answer is always that. What? Your answer is always you what? You don't know what the Cowboys are capable of doing yeah, or but, not capable of doing. Well, do you think they're capable of winning a lot of games without him? I would n- rather – I think it'll be harder. Yeah, me too. But that's why I, you I fight that, it. Why do you want to play six games without him? I would fight – if, if, if it was Dak Prescott, I would really fight it because I know my quarterback. And you're absolutely right. The reason the Patriots win is because of their quarterback. But at the same time, you say you're worried about distractions over a year-long I'm period. Just, yeah, I am. I am, but I because I feel like though that the guy he can't help you win games. I agree with that. But if he's playing, he can. See, the thing about it is though, to me, I I would try and put this in the rearview mirror as quickly as I well, could. Well, and that's fair, and I understand what you're saying. You don't want distractions around your team, but when you've got the owner of the team, they're backing him and saying, "Look, we don't see evidence here. He's got an opportunity." Oh, I was to, with to- the owner all the way. Okay, I mean, that, we, that's we, the, the team's I mean, thought. And, and, you know? and Oxnard, when we all had when this first hit, I think Mickey and myself were like, "Well, wait a minute, the owner's saying this, right? 
You know, is the it, owner's saying that, you know, he, he believes this is, this is not, this is unfounded. Brian, would you say that this is more of a distraction to the organization rather than the team? Maybe is that more fair to say? And I say I that, think that with I th the experience of Greg Hardy. It's about the team. There. It's about the team. They shouldn't care about the organization. Care about the team. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I to me, if if it if it turns into okay, that's what I'm saying. Pay now. Just go ahead and do whatever it is. Pay now. Get this behind you, and then find a way to win football games. Now, it's going to be difficult, like Mickey said, but pay. But you know, I don't want to go through another summer of this hanging on this team's head. That's a, I understand your point there, but if if you want to be selfish and say, okay, let's let's play him now and try and see what happens. Well, Mickey said that it's going to be just handled in the off season. It'll so be, it'll play out in the off season. Brady's played out in the off season. Exactly. But but to me, okay, what if he carries it on further? Well, what, I what think if he, there's only so far you can go because there's only one more shot here. If if he gets a restraining order, then they've got to hear the lawsuit. Then right? he's got to and prove. That's it. He's got to prove right. That's it. So to me, I I don't want I I don't want to sacrifice. I'm I'm trying to say do this now in order to not have to do things in the future. That's what I. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And yesterday you brought up a couple former. Well, Kobe, yeah, guys that yes. have had stuff attached to them allegedly, and maybe as their career went on, it kind of faded away. But I still think, to some degree, that still probably follows him a little bit, you know. And and Mickey mentioned money. I mean, from in terms of endorsement opportunities and stuff, you have this attached to you allegedly. It's gonna hurt you most likely. I think he does. He has to think about himself to some degree because it's his life, not just his career. And I, I think that did he team think about himself that. when he put himself in the situations? Well, I mean, well, he hadn't even had a practice here, had he? Did any of you read Coach Garrett's statements when he did the MMQB article this past summer at training camp? I didn't read. That, yeah, no. a little bit. Yeah. What he discussed about endorsements right. and how these types of incidents do affect players, and that he wished they knew that more. If a brand is coming to Steph Curry versus, you know, what's a bad guy's name? I'm trying to think. You know, a guy that's had some off the field, uh, off the off court the, stuff, yeah. off the field, off the court issues. They're probably going to go with Steph Curry, and Coach Garrett was pretty blank in saying that. There's less so, risk. In so it. I think so that's why the, the I think that's why the league. I think her point is though to me, if I'm, I'm saying you can speak for it because yeah, I think you get what I'm saying. I think the league is I think the league is fighting this because of sponsors. That's why I think the league is fighting oh, so hard. It, absolutely. And I think what she's trying to say is, and pardon me if I'm wrong here, but the, the sponsors will side with people who they feel like represent their brands, even though deep down. There might be something else wrong that we don't know about yet. Keep that under wraps. Yeah, exactly. But I think the league is fighting this with every bit of their uh, will because of sponsors. Okay, so. It's when, the money. When, it's totally the money here. When any of us were 20 years old, were any of us thinking about our brand? It wasn't the same age. It was not the same age. It might have been for me, but it wasn't for you because there wasn't social media. There wasn't wait, TMZ following. Wait, but following. what you said that they, they should think about that brand. We were we were thinking about. You think about yourself. What I'm saying. Well, well, we, when you're 20 years old, you don't think. What about were you that thinking story. about when you became a newspaper man? Your image. My next story. Yeah, but but your image. I, I, I didn't even know if I had an image. 
No, but, but Dak but, Prescott but, but, okay. is only a year younger than this guy, and he has openly stated that he thinks about his image. Yeah, he I is mean, a private person who cares about what his public perception Dak? is. He's 24 years old. He turned that on. Okay, July so some guys are a lot more mature at 20 years old than other guys. Well, some colors so are, are black, so and what some you, colors but, are white. What I'm saying is that you're not really making the fair point of saying that Zeke just doesn't care about his image because he does. Because Brian, I didn't right. say he didn't care about his image. He did things when he was 20 years old that he wasn't thinking about his image. But you're always thinking about your image. No, you're not. To him, it carries a lot of his money. He that's, didn't that, realize that's, that's fair. He didn't realize that when he was 19 and 20 years old. He did when he was posing for Nike and doing different brand ambassador stuff last summer after he got drafted. But he did this stuff when he was in college. Did he do the other stuff that was mentioned when he was in college? Yes. What? The what do you mean? The whole thing? The incident of St. Patrick's Day was when he was in college? Oh, please. St. Patrick's Day. Well, to, to that point, affects his image. To point, I mean, this is what's discussed in that rookie symposium every year. You have to be cognizant of who you are. You're a public figure. And so there, there is some responsibility there with some of this stuff. Okay. But when it comes down to some of these accusations, he's saying, look, it's false. And he you, has, I believe he has a right to pursue that. Did I mean, you look at the NFL releases after this, this, the, um, the official roster cuts came out? There were 34 suspensions to start the season. 34. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, right? It's a ton. So it's not just him. There's a lot of other guys out there. Well, that's Brian's point. Let's focus on him. Let's focus on him. You're acting like, okay, he should have known that. Well, 34 other guys should have known that, No, no, no. Let's focus on on him, though. And my question, the initial question. It's Cowboys. So, yeah, you don't – and and we'll put this to bed, hopefully. So you don't feel like – you feel like he should fight this the whole way and – you know, whether, 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 and, and, and worry about 2018 when 2018. Absolutely. Comes. Okay. All right. I, I don't, I don't agree with that, but that's, well, that's fine. That's, but that's okay. That, that my question got answered. Hey, I think that's fair. I think we gave a lot of information here in the first segment. So we're going to go ahead <laughs> and take our first break. First playing a game over already. SWBC mortgage studio. You guys can join us when we come back. Make sure you call us. Number, of course, is 214-872-2102. We'll be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. 
bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together you picked up a spare but you're craving something better a thirst runs deep inside you don't know what to do you crave a nice cold dr pepper and a hero to save you craving brighter you ride the wave of dr pepper when you're craving dr pepper craving brighter when you crave a dr pepper nothing else will do Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboys make the switch to tommy john the innovative men's underwear that never rides up i wear it and it's worth the hype plus it's backed by the best you'll ever wear or it's free guaranteed shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com's forward slash cowboys for 20 percent off your first order all right we are back in the swbc mortgage studio very interesting and lively discussion in segment one, but now we're going to get into this game week because that's what we're focusing on. Ezekiel Elliott will play. So how does that affect the Cowboys offense versus Giants defense? Greatly, in my opinion. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you look at, uh, when you look at the Giants and still uh, only a very few changes that they've made uh, to their defense from what we've seen last year with them, I, I think uh, – Drafting Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson from Alabama is going to help them even more inside. And that's something that uh, the front seven, and I asked Jason Garrett this question today, and, you know, to me on tape, this is a really good tackling defense. I think that was the biggest issue that the Cowboys had to deal with with the Giants last year. Yes, the front seven. Yes, the secondary doesn't allow much room uh, when you're trying to throw the football. But, man, what a good tackling defense. And, you know, when you when – you, you hit them on a play, they, they don't give up you know, many uh, – or you run a play against them, they don't give up many long runs, they don't give up any 10-yard runs. They're one of the best teams in the league dealing with that. So one of your strengths is your ability to run the football. The Giants can counter you with the way they play with their front seven. Then walking that safety down in the box, Landon Collins makes a big difference as well. I think this could be the best front seven, best defense they face until maybe Seattle later in the year. This is a really good – I mean, they know it too mm -hmm. because when you look at what happened last year, it's the front four, as you mentioned. You got JPP who's healthier, probably in better frame of mind this year than he was last year. Olivier Vernon was a great challenge for Tyron Smith last year. It's a, it's a tough challenge for this group. And, and when you look at the two games they lost – it wasn't just the front seven. It, it was it was the corners covering. There weren't a lot of open receivers that right. Dak Prescott to throw to in those two games, especially the one up in New York. So uh, it's a challenge for the Cowboys, no question. Mm -hmm. And on the unofficial depth chart released by the Dallas Cowboys, of course it has Chaz Green starting at left guard. Mm -hmm. We know that Jason Garrett said today in his press conference, you know he'll be splitting reps with Jonathan Cooper, first team reps. How does that affect this line going into this week with that uncertainty still present. Brian, Brian hit on it. I mean, there is a continuity issue there that they're used to not having. I think they know. They just haven't said. They, yeah. yeah. They but just they just want to make sure Chaz Green's healthy. 
that he can get yeah. through a practice good with point. that ankle. That's if he point. can do that, he's starting. That's so, that's fine, but they haven't had that same group working together the entire no, time. So with you. there's been that shuffling, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But two years ago or last year, Ron Leary started middle of the season. Right. Well, oh, two four, games in. Two yeah, games three in. Games three games in. Games yeah. in yeah. Right. So there was no continuity there. Yeah, but Leary had played with that group before. Yeah, and I Colin, understand. Collins had replaced him, so I that that was. I feel like though there's a lot of there's more uncertainty, you know, and and you know, and you could if you if you got Frederick and Smith in a room and and probably said, hey, confidence level, you know, in front of us they're going to tell us absolutely confident, no problem, confident, confident these guys could play. Deep down inside, I'm sure there's some concern with there. I'm sure there's some concern when they, you know, with these, especially with the inside players that the Giants have, especially with the active linebackers. You had better be on the screws when you're doing this stuff, when you're playing this front, because you're going to have to pass guys. You're going to have to find a way to get blitzing linebackers. It's an attacking front. You better be sure that every move you make is the right move. And so I think that's where, you know, like Mickey says, uh, you know, I, I think they should, me personally, I think they should start Jonathan Cooper. I, I just feel like that he's a, he, at guard, he's a better fit at guard right now than what Chaz Green is. Nothing against Chaz Green because I think Chaz Green's the fifth best offensive lineman. But I don't know if he's the, if he's the best guard of the two. We'll see how that all plays out. The other spot, Tay, the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing is, is Lyle Collins on Absolutely. the edge. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Everyone is excited to finally see Lyle Collins in a regular season game playing the right tackle position. You've mentioned it before that he's come in and, you know, he was the starter his rookie year. But now at right tackle, especially going up against their defensive ends. Yeah, JPP. JPP. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you talk about bend and edge rush. I mean, right. that's, a, that's a guy with speed and quickness. And, and Lyle's biggest strength is power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about on the edge. It's about footwork and being able to use that technique. And so, you talk about week one. That's, I know, but one tough. of my favorite matchups to watch in the preseason was definitely Lyle Collins and Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Talk about some practice there, Khalil it, Mack, one of the best in the National Football League. And he did a terrific job. And too, that's penalties aside. So are we worried that Doug Free's not here anymore? I would say I would still. I, I want to. I'm I'm interested to see because Doug Free knew how to play against Jason Pierre-Paul. Mm-hmm. Because Doug Free had seen him when he was a left tackle, when JPP was a right defensive end. Now he's the left defensive end because of Olivier Vernon. But you get the same bit of pass rush. And, and the problems that we've documented throughout training camp, and we saw it in the Oakland game a little bit with the hands to the face, the missing of the hands, JPP will not give him any hitting surface. Mm-hmm. JPP knows how to get small. He knows how to turn himself. He knows how to rush. If Lyle Collins has problems in this game, it will be because JG, JPP will able to get on him. And if he's missing with his hands, that's going to be a huge issue right there. So keep an eye on that, how that goes. Because Jason Pierre-Paul, even though he's a right defensive end, he plays with a left defensive end. Or Excuse me. Even though he's a left defensive end, he plays with a right defensive end mentality. I know a lot of people will be looking at the Giants wide receivers this week, especially with Odell Beckham Jr. status still uncertain. Of course, that will probably be until Friday when the official game statuses are reported. But right. the Cowboys receivers in this game, I think, will play a large role. Cole Beasley, in his first game against the Giants, the season opener last season, had two big drops, one being a almost touchdown. This year, I think, you know, they've been open about his comfort with Dak I really am looking at Cole Beasley versus DRMC this game. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's exactly. Go ahead, Rob. No, I, I think so too. And I, 
to me, he, Cole has become the safety blanket for Dak, what we've seen, mm -hmm. because it's Dak friendly. It's a guy that works in space, works really well, works the middle of the field. And given the pressure that you might see from the Giants in this game, that to me is, is a nice option for, for Dak working in the middle of the field. Especially if Janoris Jenkins is just covering Dez all day. Yeah, I went back and watched the game last year that was played in December at the Meadowlands there. And and the one thing Cole Beasley was the one receiver that was able to get open, that able to find space. And Roger, you know, Rogers Cromarty, though, is he's long, he's agile, and it's surprisingly he handles quickness very, very well. But Beasley found ways to get open, and Prescott just couldn't get him the ball early enough. There were a couple of times, though, where they had to make some loose plays. They flipped him the ball, and then he was able to run uh, for some, uh, you know, for some yardage, get a first down, those kind of things. I think you need to get Cole Beasley more involved in this football game, especially if the if the Giants, the way that they play. I mean, Apple and you talk about Jenkins are two guys that can cover on the outside. They they can blanket. They can blanket receivers. Eli so, Apple, though, kind of still dealing with the ankle sprain. Yeah, still dealing with some issues there. But I, I you know, when you talk about opening day, to everybody, me, kind everybody, of feels everybody up. finds a way to get their their best game going forward. So yeah, I, I feel like though, where they're going to have to win is they're going to have to win with Beasley against Rogers Kermarty. I think that's where they're going to have to win because Collins can take Jason Witten out of this game. If he if he wants to, he I Landon Collins. Landon Collins can. I believe he can cover Witten and take him out of this game. We'll see, but I, I think that the game plan is though cover on the outside and like they did last year, they won opening day. Keep feeding the ball to to Witten and Beasley and all that. What happens? You really don't score any points, mm -hmm. and a that affected the way they played. A lot of people want to point out how Ezekiel Elliott showed up in the first game of the season last year against the Giants, but Mickey pointed out the other day about his yardage in the December game. Mickey, do you think he'll continue where he left off? Yeah, absolutely. Unless their depth chart allows them to play 12 guys on the field. Yeah. They should get flagged for too many guys on the depth chart. Too, too many guys on the depth I chart. They got 12 starters down. Well, did they have their nickel? Yeah. Everybody puts But they didn't they didn't yeah. list it that way. They didn't way. list it that way. Yeah, to me though, th this is where the Cowboys had some success going back and watching that game running the ball. It's going to be hats on hats. It sounds yeah, very it's... simplistic as way it is, but if you get hats on hats, you know, that's what they, they had a lot of times where we talked about Jay, uh, with Pierre Paul, we talked about Olivier Vernon. These guys, if you do not finish blocks with these guys, they will tackle. They will tackle you for a three yard gain. They will not allow you to get a six, seven yard gain. So you have to find a way to get hat on hat and then allow Ezekiel Elliott, like he did in this game, to be able to pick, choose, slide and then get up the field the way he was. They just weren't able to sustain that enough in that football game. They, they, they had problems with the linebackers. They had problems with the front seven, with the defensive line as well, blocking it's, those guys. It's so big to have Zeke in this game because, as you said, it's a grinded-out game, and he's the kind of guy that can get you three yards where it should be one yard mm -hmm. and be able to help you in those short down and distance situations. Like it's, I can't talk about it. I can't emphasize how critical it is that he's playing in this game well, it, for this matchup. To, to Rob's point, though, you know, if you remember, Garrett went for it, and I, I've totally forgot about this. Like On his own 40-yard line, 38-yard line, he went for it on fourth and one. Mm -hmm. And the reason he went for it is because of Ezekiel Elliott. Right. But then you know they, they miss a block. I mean, Travis Frederick misses his block, and Ezekiel manages to beat the, to beat the, the tackler and then get the first down. 
anybody else that's a minus two, probably minus three, and now the ball's going the other way. So, yeah, you need him in this football game, uh, grinding it out, getting the tough yards, busting a run or two in order to kind of keep the chains moving. The Giants played really, really well in these in the two games, I thought, on first down. That's where Dallas is, makes their living, mm-hmm. getting first down, staying ahead of the chains, and then the second down, then they're able to convert, make it manageable down in distance. The Giants do a great job of keeping you uh, out of those 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 first down situations of getting yards. All right, we have a caller on the line. What is your question? Do we still have him, Kent? Maybe Hello. We don't. Hello, Kent. You still with us? Maybe we do not have a caller here. Do we have Kent with us? Yeah. Maybe he got tired of our talk, the opening segment. Hey, I get it. <laughs> I thought I saw him walk by. but Oh, maybe he's not there. He just put it on automatic pilot. Automatic pilot. There you go. Hey, Mickey said he could do the show. So <laughs> Mickey could we'll do the show. let him do it yeah. one Absolutely. Day. Absolutely. Well, I guess, you know, we can get into the fact that it is going to be the first day of reports out there. Rob, you were out at practice. Mm-hmm. Did you see anything that stood out to you that should be noted in the short 15 minutes you're there? Yeah, I didn't see anybody missing. Did you, Mick? I mean, I, I all saw, hands on deck. I saw 59 was not out there, right? Well, 59, yeah, and he's going to miss some time. But the guys that are iffy, I saw right. pretty much everybody in pads while we were out there. Like you said, it was pretty pretty close uh, or, or short time period out there. It sounded like Cheeto was going to do something. It sounded like Jordan Lewis would do something today. We'll see how much. He won't do as much as a woozy, though, I bet. No, but, I mean, it's encouraging that he, he's at least in pads. Tyrone yeah. Crawford was in pads. He said he's feeling good, expects to do something today. So Woods was out there. Durant was out there. Tyron Smith was out there. All the guys. Zeke was out there. Guys that have had some things that have, they've had to manage, Mayoa, Paya, were out there, so that's a good sign defensively as well. The only guy wasn't doing anything was Kadeem Edwards on the practice squad. Yeah. He was on the cords. Yeah, and that's and that's you know that's hard when you get a practice squad tackle that's over there on the cords. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just shows you what they think about the guy because you do need all those guys to practice. I mean, you really, really do. That's one of the reasons why they're on the practice squads because the other guys don't have to take reps, especially in a full padded practice. Another guy that's been questionable, and he's a rookie that people are excited to see in regular season action, Ryan Switzer. You know, we probably will not – I'm not assuming we'll be seeing him in the punt returns immediately. It'll probably be Cole like it was last year. Do you guys agree? If he's active, I think you have to put him out there myself. Immediately? Yeah, absolutely. If he's – you know, he's shown it up at practice. Mickey and I did the practice the other day up in the, uh, the TV area, and we were watching him catch punts and run routes and stuff like that. To me, he looks like he's ready to play football. Now, uh, you know, they – I think they need him. I, I don't – I, I, nothing against Cole Beasley or Lucky Whitehead or any of those guys that were returning punts. You need to make that punt return unit a weapon. You need to find like a, you need to find a way not to average seven yards a return. You need to average somewhere between 10, 11, 12 yards a return. Find a way to move the ball up the field. Make it a little bit, you know, if you're going to get some three and out stops, and the Cowboys have done a pretty good job of that with defense. If they start to get on a little bit of roll, and that's what the Giants did last year. I believe it was eight of the 15 drives that they had in the game, they were eight or three and out. And they're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to three and out. Well, if you get three and out stops, punish them for the three and out stop. Change the field, flip it. Beasley's a guy that you know can catch, secure, all that. But I think when you talk about Switzer, he's the guy that can catch it and make something happen. The Giants signed away a guy that did that for Dallas a couple years ago, Dwayne right. Harris. Dwayne Harris did that for this team. And yet, to Brian's point, that's why he's drafted. That's why he's here in the fourth round, Yeah, is to help flip field position, for sure. Lucky Whitehead, they always used him in the jet sweeps, and that was a pretty popular package, especially against the Giants. Will Switzer fill that role as well? 
Oh, I think you're going to see a lot of people getting that jet sweep. That's if good. What, what, what we saw so far, I mean, Dez has done it. Williams has done it. I'm sure Beasley, Switzer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think they just did it because yeah. of, of Lucky Whitehead. To me, excuse me, to me, it's going to be more about screens. I think they're going to find ways to get these guys the ball in their hands on quick play. You know, allow a guy like Williams, allow a guy like Dez, Butler, guys to be out in front, block. You know, the jet sweep to get the ball to the corner. But if you can get the ball to the outside and allow those guys to attack on the perimeter with blockers in front, I see that as being more of an option than – I just noticed that more. Nick, Mickey's right, though. We've seen it occasionally in the in the uh, the scrimmage – well, not the scrimmage, the practices, and then also in some of the preseason stuff. But I think that the screen package is going to be more of something that they're going to try and hang their hat on than, say, run the jet sweeps. Well, I'll tell you what, though, on those punt returns, if those guys on the hold-up guys on the outside don't, they don't do a block job, yeah. then it don't matter if I'm back there yeah. returning punts. Well, you want somebody that has the ability to make the first guy miss. Right, and I then, understand and that. Then, and then go but those it. guys got to do it. And yeah. they haven't had two guys out there that have done a good job for three or four years. Well, it's the it's the starting cornerbacks that are usually those guys. So yep. if, if they're taking a play off to rest and all that, then shame on them. And that's on Rich Basaccia to get guys out there that, in fact, it will, will be willing to block on the edge. Got to do a better job and give the punt returners a, a, an opportunity. Fair shot, yeah. Rob, I'm seeing some Twitter questions. and I know you spoke with Zach Martin yesterday. People mm-hmm. are asking, will his contract extension be done this week? But I think mm-hmm. you have the answer for them. Yeah, he's, he confirmed the news that uh, they're going to table the talks until after the season. And I guess that was an unofficial deadline that they were kind of working with. I think he wanted the opportunity to, if it's not done, I'm going to focus on football. He does have two years left on his contract. I think maybe there's some confusion there. I mean, they picked up the fifth year, which gives them another full offseason uh, to get something done. And he said, there's no change in my feelings about wanting to be here long term. So I don't think there's any concern here. I think it's maybe a little disappointing. I think he said that. Uh, you know, they've been able to get Tyron Smith done, Travis Frederick done in preseason in the past. Uh, but I don't think there's any question he's going to be a Cowboy for a lot of years to come. Zach Martin should be very happy about what's happened right now, to be honest with you. Leverage? He's going to get more money. That's Leverage what's going to happen. He's going to, get, he's going to play once again. He'll be all pro, all, all everything again. And the Cowboys have made it. And you know what will happen? Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones will say, you know what, young man, you're worth every penny we're going to pay you. So, yeah, I, I feel like that, that, that you'll see a situation. He's not going anywhere. He'll be here. He'll, He'll get be done. here. Yeah. You know, and even they can say, oh, we're not talking during the season, but yeah. his agent can talk. Sure. I just think he's going to make they more money. They just don't mess with him. I do, too. I, that's a good point to put in there for him. Yeah, if, he's, if they're going to wait. You, hey, it, All it, the years he's it's, been it's here. It's pay now or pay later. That's how I open this show. Pay now, Would pay you rather later. get paid now or paid later? Well, the, 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 I, I fear injury, but, you know, knock on wood, he's one of those guys that tend, other than, you know, that scare that we had in the preseason, uh, the preseason practice where he, you know, kind of nicked his neck up there a little bit, hurt, hurt his neck. And the Rams scrimmage, I, you know, I, I, I just kind of think that's the only thing that would bother me. How much you think it's worth to have, I don't know, $10 million in the bank a year ahead of time? Yeah, he'll get 12. Okay, 12 then. 
Yeah, he'll get. Uh, no, but how much? No, no, he'll get. He'll get twelve. Get. That's he fine. hasn't missed a game, and you know, yeah, no, that's what wood. I'm saying. And so sometimes you give up a little money to get it sooner than he also, you really have to get it. He also is it. one of the few draft picks, and that seems to be a bad trend in the National Football League that these guys that get picked in the first round they don't pick up their option. Yeah. So he's going to make a good chunk of change off that option. By the way, when they pick that up, that's like an insurance policy. That is almost. a huge insurance policy. Zach Martin will be here, and we will be here right after our final break here in the SWBC Mortgage studio again you guys can call us the number is 214-872-2102 and kent is confirmed he is on the phone lines ready to take your calls we'll be right back to work this big land you need equipment with values rooted as deep in texas soil as you are like john deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Hey, if you need some pizza, give Papa John's a call. They will guarantee you, since we're talking guarantees, ingredients, the veggies, they'll be fresh, whole, and never frozen. They guarantee the pepperonis 100% pork and beef. And when you get guarantees like that, you have better pizza, and it's only from Papa John's. Only from Papa John's, we are back here for the last segment of Talking Cowboys. We have to end a little early today for a very special meeting here. But, Rob, before we do that, we can get to your poll. Yes, I thought this might be a good one since we uh, are a couple days away from the season opener. Talking about breakout players based on what we saw in training camp and preseason. Which of these four do you think could break out for the Cowboys in 2017? I've got four for you. Mm-hmm. Bryce Butler, Lyle okay. Collins, Malik Collins, or Jalen Smith? Anybody got a vote? Did I you? voted. Who do you got, Tay? I voted for Malik Collins. Nice. <laughs> like the safest one right there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely worthy one. Brian? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I thought Malik Collins was going to be a Pro Bowl player. I still kind of think that. But when you talk about breakout guy – I'll go with Bryce Butler. 
and I'll tell you why. I think that Bryce Butler's done a better job of finishing. And speaking of finishing, he didn't finish that. He had a chance to get a touchdown in that Giants game last year and didn't finish. Right. But I feel like the guy, it started in OTAs. It's, it's uh, carried into training camp. I think there's a comfort level with him. I think he's comfortable with his situation now. And he's playing for something. He's on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think he feels like, you know, if not here, somebody somewhere else. And yeah. so we've seen, you know, we've seen guys like Laurent Robinson go on and get money, you know, play well and get money and all that. And, you know, and hey, let's say that Terrence Williams even got paid a little bit by this team. So I, I feel like, though, that if you talk about breakout guy, for the opportunities that he gets, he's going to be the guy that at the end of the day we're going to go, that's, that's him, that's him. I had a very interesting conversation with Bryce Butler that kind of alludes to what you're talking about, some of the drops in finishing. When he was at the Raiders, he said, you know, it was okay when you dropped a few because it was such a short memory that you had to have there because it was such a passing offense that you knew you were going to be able to redeem yourself quickly. Right. And, you know, that was kind of his mindset there. Like, okay, let that one go. You're going to get another one. Derek Carr is going to feed feed you the ball. Here, and especially behind the receivers that he is, he's not getting as many passes as he once was. He said he's had to adjust his mentality going into games for those drops and how to adjust to that and let it go in a sense like, that might be my only opportunity in one game. Well, to your point, Tay, which is well made, even Des Bryant. Des Bryant has admitted he will never be Julio Jones because Julio Jones, the way and, and the, you know the Falcons do it, they have good balance. But the way that Julio Jones gets targets, Des Bryant's like we're a run first team, and he goes, "I'm I'm okay with that as long as we're winning football games." Mm-hmm. So, Nick, who'd I miss? Well, two weeks ago it would have been Anthony Hitchens. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess that doesn't qualify. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hitchens. You know what? Should I mean my, my Anthony first, Hitchens was a good was a good talk. My first inclination is Malik Collins, right? Right. I thought he broke out last year. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was going with that. That myself. was kind of hard to. I mean, he had five sacks as a rookie that played fourteen games. Well, I was thinking Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that, no. maybe that's and a I, breakout. That's, that's a breakout. Yeah, that's a breakout and, right and there. I don't think I'm, I'm not sure Bryce Butler will get enough opportunities to break out. So I'm going to go with Malik Collins. Well. The fan base agrees. Malik Collins, 55% of the vote. Jalen Smith got 26% of the vote, followed by the other two. I'm going to write about Malik later in the week on DallasCowboys.com. He's, what's impressive to me about him is he, he talks about understanding the standard of playing three technique for Rod Marinelli and the guys that have played for Rod before, the Warren Saps and those guys, and trying to live up to that. And he, he watches – Marinelli will show him clips of those guys and what how those guys played the position and you know I, that's impressive to me. We'll see, you know he's trying to live up to that. Yeah, and I think uh, he's fitting right into the Marinelli mold of just kind of staying under the radar. Yes, fans know about his five sacks and hopefully they're well educated that he will be back and strong this year. Of course, he had some different little nicks in training camp, yeah. but. I think Marinelli is very happy with the kind of guy he is as far as the way he carries himself. He's not flashy. Mm-mm. Just kind of like much. what you said. I'm yep. just going to do my job here. Well, hopefully, Tay and guys, hopefully he gets help from Stephen Paya mm-hmm. and then also with Brian Price. You know, hopefully Brian Price is one of those guys that comes through and as they use him in a rotation, whoever plays that under tackle or excuse me, that nose tackle or the one technique, that has a big effect on how you play. And I, I felt like that that if you look last year – at Terrell McLean, he was able to help Collins in his ability to to make some good uh, to make some good plays, some good rushes. So, how that guy next to him plays, I, I think, will dictate a lot how he is able to uh, be productive this year. Can I have another write-in candidate? Sure. 
Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence, that's a good one, even though you don't think he had a breakout rookie season? Well, he didn't have a sack last year. Well, he did lead the team in sacks a couple years ago. Yeah. But, but now eight. he's coming off a couple back injuries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. forgotten about him. He's kind of the forgotten guy. What they need is a breakout from one of those defensive ends. Uh, Taco, Benson, Demarcus Lawrence, DeMontre, or David Irving when they get back. Yeah. Those guys need to break out. That's what they need. Yeah, ben, you're, you make a good point. Benson Maywan needs to play like Benson Maywan in December. Those that the four games you know into play. He needs that's the guy that, that needs to be a sack a game guy if he can. You know, and, and hopefully him sitting down those when Marinelli and the coaching staff decide, well, well, we're going to play somebody else over you. Hopefully that'll that'll be a reminder that you know what they they're not afraid to to put me down for a little bit if it means getting you know getting me going again. Yeah, he may be the sack leader, but they'll they won't hesitate to rotate Taco in there. No, not at all, not at all. And everyone will be watching Taco, and we will be back here tomorrow in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. I'm so sorry we have to cut today's show short. But we'll have full ones for you on Thursday and Friday. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!